you can grab a couple guys and well that sounds weird they're just white people with guns why touch something that was good so who's Whoa. who's keeping track of the 30 seconds please people are way too sensitive for it fanboy fight club Hello, fanboys and girls. It's time for another episode of the Fanboy Fight Club podcast brought to you by Media Junkie. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this week's epic battle. My name is Jason. I have the pleasure of hosting the show. Soon, I'm going to introduce you to the fanboys, and then we're going to enter the ring for the main event, and that's where the Fight Club part comes in. But first, let me take a quick second to let you know about the other podcast that Media Junkie offers. Now, if you just pull up your favorite podcast apps such as Apple, Spotify, Google, Spotify, CastBox, Spotify, or Stitcher, simply just search Media Junkie. There you're going to find episodes of the Rogue Agents Division 2 podcast, the Gimmick Minute Wrestling podcast, and Why Are You a Gamer? Just subscribe to them all. If you're using Apple Podcasts, if you feel we, we deserve it, please leave us a five-star review and also make sure you comment on how you like the show. It does help us with exposure. We also appreciate anyone who wants to join in on the conversation. You can interact with us on our Twitter and Instagram at Media Junkie Vids. If you want to comment on this podcast specifically, it's at FBFC Podcast. If you follow Media Junkie Vids or FBFC Podcast, you can tweet at us and we can even send you an invite to our Discord channel, which you can also find in the show notes. And you can actually join in on the arguments with us. Okay, now that that's all out of the way, it's time to bring in the fanboys. So, we have a full cast of characters on this week's show, and we even have a bonus character. And we do have the man who co-started Media Junkie. I think he's working on a podcast that could be coming your way soon. He is the one and only Wes. What's up, man? Oh, hey, Boo. How are you? I'm good, buddy. It's good to hear your voice. I missed it. You said Spotify like three or four times. They don't pay us, so just stay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's the thing. All right, so we, we've discussed this on Gimmick Minute. Apparently, there's there's an old say there's a there's a rumor out there that if you say Spotify multiple times in the episode, it's not then Beetlejuice. Hold on, no, listen, listen. If you say Spotify multiple times in the episode, then your then your 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 podcast gets put on the top of the search list in Spotify. And when we started doing that on Gimmick Minute, our Spotify listeners went up. So you're talking so, about Spotify. There could yes. be some truth to that. So that's why I say Spotify. Spotify makes sense. Yeah. But does yeah. Spotify yeah. like Spotify listen? Like, how does see, it know you said it? See what I'm Spotify saying? Spotify is always listening. It's magic. How many times Jake? must you know. guys have said Spotify at this point? You know, Spotify? A lot of, a lot of Spotify <laughs> Not enough yet. <laughs> All right. So we also have the amazing host of the Why Are You a Gamer podcast. It is Jamar. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Spotify. I'm doing fine. Good. 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 All right. And then we also have the man who runs all of our social media accounts. His name is Jake. How's it going, sir? Uh, not as well as Spotify. All right. <laughs> good, good. Our bonus character this week is the host of the Scout Gang podcast. And according to his Twitter, he's not only Evan Jordan, he is that Evan Jordan. Welcome to the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. Uh, man, the one and the only that Evan Jordan, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can... Uh... You can find a lot of things on Spotify that include me as well. All right, cool. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least, of course, always bringing up the rear. He is one of my co-hosts on the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. He is also the guy who designs all the cool graphics on our channels. He is Michael. What's going on, buddy? 
Well, I'd be better if you remembered my new title, which is the host of the modern Spotify Toy Fair YouTube channel. <laughs> the modern Spotify Toy Fair. You just Spotified <laughs> your own title. That's great. I love it. <laughs> the Spotify okay. Toy Fair sounds like a, an indie <laughs> band from Portland, man. <laughs> All right, so um, this is kind of the part of the show, uh, Evan, since you're kind of new to it, this is the part of the show where we talk about something that we've been playing or something we've watched, uh, just anything topical that we want to bring up and talk about. So does Evan, anybody have anything that they want to bring to the table for, for this this week? I don't know. I'm saving it for uh, another podcast. Yeah, okay. let me bring this up. We yeah, watching you have... that. Not, not related to that. Uh, I started <laughs> we... playing Horizon again, and goddamn, that game is Wait. like pretty as shit. Spotify. Yeah, it is. I'm going to let you man. talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, but I first I have to talk about the greatest video game of all time. <laughs> that would be Spotify. Um, Why Are You uh, a Gamer Spoilcast, which is called Why Are You a Spoilcast? That it will be going live potentially Monday, depending on how late we podcast tonight, which would be yesterday in the... Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but me, Weston, uh, Jason are all going to talk about our feelings and thoughts about... You know, oh my God, Jamar! I game. just came up with a brilliant idea. Since you're my co-host on Modern Toy Fair, you need a spinoff to Why Are You a Gamer? Why Are You a Collector? Ooh, that seems like a lot of work. But that does. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, some. Oh, ooh. so many. That good sounds things. more like it should be on. Uh, so, so the I, channel that uh, 300 pound life or something like that. I'm gonna start one that's like yeah. super meta, and it's called Why Are You a Podcaster? You know, there you go. Here goes another one. one. Damn, damn. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, and Jamar, you did kind of bury the lead. The game that we're going to be talking about on the episode of Spoilcast is Last of Us 2. Yeah. Last of Us Part 2. Part 2. Yeah. You didn't didn't mention that. Spotify, get it right. Spotify. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we've all been playing that. Uh, Jake, you've been been playing some Horizon Zero Dawn. Pretty, pretty game. Very pretty game. Now, you didn't wait for the PC version? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, no, I mean, they had the complete version for 20 bucks on PSN. And, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't any point in, like, waiting, because I have a feeling they'd charge more for the Steam version. Um, yeah, that's going to I have to play it. Like, I do enjoy playing those types of games on my PC, but if, I re- if it requires a controller, it's going to be, like, either my Xbox or my Stadia controller, and they're just not quite as good as the DualShock. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. You like the DualShock? <sighs> I was just trying to get conversation. I mean, if we're talking about because it's, uh, it's been great debate, you know, Xbox One controller, DualShock Four, you know. Oh well, when I say Xbox controller, it's 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 the 360. Oh okay, yeah, that <laughs> explains everything. <laughs> I love that because it's wired and you just plug it into USB and boom. It yeah, you can't be. Yeah, ew. <laughs> uh, but if we're talking about games that we're we're suddenly replaying, uh, so Jason, I may or may not have rebought WWE 2K19, and I did you really? Have- uh, yeah, and I may have had to re re-download and recreate all of the characters that we made because it deleted everything when I uninstalled it. Are you serious? Your, yeah. your whole thing oh, it wasn't man. in the cloud? Uh no, it was not. And I luckily I, up- I, I uploaded a, quite a few of the people, so I was able to get some of them back, including you, who now has a new attire for gimmick minute, including oh, a Bukaki Warriors t-shirt. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is available at tbullock.com. I still have the game. I could have sent you. I could have sent you some of them because I had well, almost all of them. You'll online. have to get on and play with me and Rob. All right. Well, maybe yeah, did it I sounds get like playing GTA Five all over again? Wait, dude. So are you I want to. I still want to finish. Was not good. 
for the twenty. No, two K twenty was two K twenty was garbage. <laughs> I still have it, but it was garbage. There's a reason why if you try to buy the digital version, you have to pay more for two K nineteen than you do for twenty right now. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, two K nineteen still sixty dollars on PSN versus two K twenty is I think like thirty dollars. Wow. That's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's how that bad. shows you right there. Like, how, that's how, how bad 2K20 was. Like, yeah, there's a reason why they're taking a year off to to try to figure out the shit show that they made. Have yeah. you guys uh, played like any thief games on PC before? I've any played. I played games? like first three. I think like back. Yeah, in, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, there's a new game on Steam. Uh, well, there's a demo for it. The game's not out yet. It's called Gloomwood, and it is very much like thief but with some guns added because there is some guns which thief didn't have but it's not like the game is centered around guns by any means but um it's very much like an old school immersive sim type of game and uh, i've been i'm i'm having the dev of that on indie spotlight uh here in the next week or two and uh, i'll be releasing that and so i've been recording footage of the demo for that and it's just man it's right up my alley i really like that go check it out well if it's free yeah, and it's I'm free demo. Free demo. <laughs> free ninety nine. Exactly. <laughs> so, is there anything we've been watching? Um, you know, anything out there? No. I finally got around to watching Doctor Sleep and was surprised nice. at how good it was. Right. Yeah. I still have to Way see that. Than your... <clears throat> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm they probably... had to change things. Like, I, I, I was a big fan of the book. Um, well, the, 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 the Shining did didn't job. really follow the book too much, so they kind of didn't have a choice. Well, and they had to, they had to, yeah, kind of mirror the two worlds, and they did mm-hmm. a good job. Cause like in the book, I still got to see that in the book, the, uh, overlook hotels, like just burned to the ground, just fucking doesn't exist anymore. Um, so they kind of had to retcon that part, but I've been going on like a weird, violent movie path. And like, I watched Becky with, uh, who's that guy from Kingston or that, uh, show you like Jamar. Oh, big guy falls down all the time. You mean the, one of the greatest. Oh, Kevin James. Kevin James. James. King King of of Queens. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that guy. What are you, that guy? He's like that's the, and not, not from all the movies as it did from that sitcom you like, Jamar. I mean, come <laughs> on. King come of Queens is dope, down. dude. Becky, Becky was fucking brutal. If you haven't seen it, he plays a neo-Nazi. It's it's insane. And I watched a movie today called Scare Package, which is like a shutter exclusive. And all it is, it's a anthology horror film, but it's done as a comedy horror. And that movie's fucking Oh, yeah. Insane. I saw that. I got an email about that and coming to Shudder. And I was like, I should watch that. There's one about uh, being in the woods. That's it's r- towards the beginning. And it's the best part of the entire movie. And it's it's hilarious and super gory. It's awesome. Hell, yeah. I rewatched Shin Godzilla this week. I yeah. like that movie. And um, it's like, have you guys seen it? Yeah, I saw Shin Godzilla. It's the um. so it's a it's a Japanese one. And but it's. I compare it to like uh, Doctor Strange love almost like it's the Doctor Strange love of Godzilla movies because there's so much like political commentary in the middle of all this happening, which Godzilla has always been a little political. Right. But this one very much so is like Doctor Strange love. Huh. In the sense, there's like funny political dialogue in between the crazy shit happening. The, the uh, monsters in that movie are fucking weird. Yeah, they really are. They're super weird. I love the design of them. They're like, I've never seen anything that looked like that. They're super. No, weird. they are super uncomfortable looking. I know, but it's awesome. That's what I like about them. Is how <laughs> it's like it's it makes you uneasy just looking at that shit, man. 
So I might be oh a little bit late to the party, but my wife and I watched Good Boys last night, and that's the first time I saw that, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. Late? <laughs> really late. I want to see that. <laughs> I still haven't, so I'm late even later. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. Although I feel like the trailer ruined a few, you know, highlights in that movie. But Yeah, maybe a few. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the part where he's kissing the, the CPR doll, and he's like, why is it sticky and have hair on it? Like, God, died. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right that is, we'll, we'll go ahead and close out this segment and we're going to move on to the main event mike do you need to take a break before we move on so we can take a pause where wes can edit this out i've been seeing your messages so i just want to be sure <laughs> no one was responding and you guys just kept talking i'm like i'm gonna shit my pants well it's just, only because you're nervous i'm leaving it's this okay. all in here by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna take a fiver i'll be right back keep talking about movies you've seen that are late what? <laughs> That's not how this works. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. I just oh, good, good points. Right. Right. Did anyone else watch King of Staten Island? Oh, I did. I, I know I want yeah, to. I, I really to want to. I do too. It was, it was really, really good. good. Yeah, Super it was one of those, long. Uh, yeah, but it, and, and, in kind of a good way, in a weird way. But it was one of those movies that can like make you laugh and then instantly just be like, holy shit. You know, like it was really. It gets real on you. Yeah. That's I mean, it's Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, though, Apatow yeah. yeah. In general, you know. Yeah. But it was really good. Hey, uh, Jake, did you ever watch uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau, like the old 90s film with Val Kilmer? Oh, yeah, the, and Marlon Brando? Yeah, and Marlon Brando. Well, yeah, it turns out, like, weird as shit. behind the scenes, that movie was a train wreck, and they made a documentary oh. called Lost Soul. I did heard about that? that. No, I oh, haven't my watched God. it yet. Is it out? I didn't think it was out yet. Yeah, I watched it. It's fucking great. Val Kilmer is an asshole. Oh, Marlon Brando lost his fucking mind, too. Like, oh, it yeah, was a absolutely. fucking train wreck from. Didn't they go through like two directors, too, or something like that? Yeah, they went through two directors because the and one it was got all fired. On location, and like everybody was fucking miserable and getting eaten alive by mosquitoes, and like, yeah, it would rain and they didn't have wow. like, proper shelter. So they're just fucking all standing like this pouring torrential rainfall. Like, the yeah. dumbass production guy would build a set an hour away from where they're staying so they had to yeah. travel two hours a day to film yep dumbasses but uh highly recommend the documentary if you've seen that film or interested in behind the scenes on movies interesting yeah, yeah movies for sure are great i like i've watched uh, i'm up to me too i'm up to 67 movies watched in this quarantine lockdown whatever damn phase i haven't been keeping track because i'd be embarrassed yeah, I haven't been keeping track either. <laughs> like but... with my new work schedule and being off, like every other week I'm off four days in a row. I I just yeah, I did uh watch a show. It's on Netflix or, or not on Netflix. It's on Hulu right now, but it's leaving in a couple days. Called Hate Thy Neighbor. Yeah, if you want to get angry at the world, fuck. <laughs> like it's uh <laughs> it's a comedian uh Jamali, and he goes around and he talks to like hate groups. Like he just straight up interviews, you know, like neo-nazis and kkk members and even um the black israelites and like just mm -hmm. like the shit just pisses you off because they're just so entrenched and they're just like no fuck you and like but they talk to him normally but then somebody else walks by and they just fucking start yelling it's wild yeah. huh. it's like they know they're on camera when he's that. interviewing them so he, they're like a little bit well behaved but yeah and he always interviews huh. people I... from both sides of the issue which is kind of cool so I did watch both Puka movies on Hulu this weekend. I only watched was, the first one. 
the second one I thought was better. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely it's like not the giant the same stuffed vein. animal thing, right? Yeah, the giant stuffed animal or mascot movie. or whatever it is. Yeah. Shit, I feel very disconnected from, I don't know, society. Or maybe too connected because all I've been watching is 90 Day Fiance in every form. So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that sounds I'm, terrible. I'm, I'm, because I'm of... watching things that make me very upset because on top of Hate Thy Neighbor, I watched Athlete A, which is fucking disgusting. It's all about the sex abuse scandal within like the USA gymnastics. Oh my God. Ew. It's fucking disgusting. And then, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, too, and I'm just like, hey, I'm just watching everything that makes me hate everybody more. Dude, you need to, <laughs> well, I don't know if that would help. Never mind. <laughs> but, yeah. 90 Day Fiance. You don't hate anybody. You just feel better about yourself. I, you know? I did see a meme where they the this really tall guy, he had to be like 6'5", ran into uh, the guy from all the memes from the last season, like the really short one that has no Oh, neck. Big Ed? Yeah, yeah, big no, head, okay. and then yeah. the comment was, "Damn, you guys are social distancing, standing right next to each other because the height <laughs> difference." <laughs> that guy gets shit on, but he's probably one of the nicest people. But he's also really funny. <laughs> All right, so Michael is back from the bathroom, so he that was a quick shit, man. He got he got it all out. Oh, dude, so it fucking uh, shot out of me like a, a violent mudslide. He just needed to clean up after the last. Fight. Again, this is all going to stay in this episode. <laughs> I mean, I did have to flush twice. I mean, that that thing was not set to kill. Oh, damn it. You gave yourself a courtesy flush. Huh? You're like, you fuck, man. I owe this to myself. Kitchen. <laughs> We're so going here, going here, uh, <laughs> your, your girlfriend in the background. <laughs> what, what would you do? <laughs> it won't go. Down. I mean, it wasn't her in her bathroom too. So, all right, all right. fancy. Let, let, let's 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 get the train back on the tracks here. So, myself and Evan <laughs> will be the will the be the train. judges this week. So, I'm going to go ahead and throw the mic over to Wes, who's going to be our host for the main event for the evening. So, Wes, take it away. All right, for this week's Spotify Presents main event, the fanboys <laughs> will be presenting their argument for the best video game score and soundtrack. To you uncultured swine, as Jake likes to put it, that's the music and damn their video games. Of course, Jake didn't get a chance to choose because he is the bitch of the week. Here's how the main event works. All fighters will be given an intro round to bring up their topic, a 30-second attack round where they destroy each other's ideas, followed by a 30-second round where they can defend themselves, Spotify. Then a final round where they can wrap up their argument into a pretty little bow. In between each round, the fanboys will be judged. The goal is to win, but the real motivation is to not be the loser. The loser of the show will be deemed the next Bitch of the Week. The Bitch of the Week is the Fanboy Fight Club punishment that's bestowed upon the loser of each episode. Since Jake is the Bitch of the Week, he happens to lose this week. He'll be our next Double Bitch of the Week for a second time. Then if he loses again, he'll be our first ever Triple Bitch of the Week which will then demote him to judge and subject him to constant ridicule until he finally completes again. Okay, so we are going to get ready. First round, we're going into Make Your Case, and the first person we have up is Michael. Michael, you're first. Okay, so the purpose of adding an orchestrated soundtrack to a movie or game is to help tell the story on a deeper level. When you watched Christian Bale race to save Rachel in The Dark Knight and fail, Hans Zimmer's score made you truly feel that moment deeper than you normally would. When you hear Duel Fates in Star Wars from John Williams, you feel how epic that fight is about to be. The score to a movie is especially good. It can take you back to that scene without the movie even playing. The same goes for video games. If you don't have a good soundtrack, your game 
won't hit the players as hard and fully immerse them into the story that you're trying to tell. Even games that don't have a story-heavy gameplay can be elevated by a good soundtrack. Look at Mario. You hear the music from Mario and you instantly know what level you're on. That's what made this episode so hard to plan for. I had to find a soundtrack that takes a great game and elevates it to the next level. I spent a week narrowing it down and questioning my choices, but I feel like I found a game that score is so incredible, it makes you feel like you're playing a movie. Spider-Man PS4. John Pisano worked on the soundtrack for Spider-Man PS4 for two years during development. He started while they were still writing the story. The music he produced took this game to new levels. While the gameplay and the story were incredible, swinging through New York wouldn't feel the same without this soundtrack. The way the music swells as you swing through the city and can seamlessly change to crime-fighting style music is the closest thing to Uncharted, uh, Uncharted seamless gameplay cutscene transitions that you'll ever see in video game music. Spider-Man PS4 pulls a lot of emotions out of the player. You laugh, you cry, you become shocked, angry, excited, all this in one game. And the music just makes it hit that much deeper. Now, part of me wanted to pick a more linear game with a great soundtrack like Bioshock or Dead Space, but to be able to have the music flow from City Street to Hardcore Parkour through Skyscrapers to Fighting Crime to Girl Troubles to Boss Fights all in an open world truly deserves to be recognized as the best. So that's why I chose Spider-Man PS4, because none of the others can do what a Spider-Man can. All right, perfect, Mike. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, now we're going to switch over to Jamar. Jamar, what you got? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, today. <laughs> Good job, Mike, by the way. That was really impressive. I was surprised by that. Why, Not in you. a mean way. Not in a mean way. So, <laughs> Anyways, so we all know some of the best video game music was <clears throat> made on the SNES due to the special dedicated sound chip. However, thanks to David Wise and his musical genius, we all know the greatest music video game, or the greatest video game music of all time was in Donkey Kong Country. Come on. That's right. Donkey Kong Country has the best video game music of all time, and here's why. Now, Mike explained it before, but let me give you the real definition. This is actually what I personally believe. I believe video game music has a very important responsibility for video games. It's simple. Video game soundtrack needs to be able to create a connection between the gameplay or the story, depending on the type of game, while at the same time being able to be something that a gamer will remember long after the story is finished. So now, let me explain to you why Donkey Kong Country's soundtrack exceeds in both. So first, this game features distinct levels throughout, the, throughout that push the Super Nintendo like no other game before. I mean, you have the jungle backdrops, dark caves, and of course, the underwater settings. They were all visually impressive. However, they were all accompanied by a soundtrack that proved even more impressive due to the limits of only having access to 32 kilobytes of storage. It's really, really tiny. Uh, but each level was had its own distinct music. And for just for example, I want to give you call attention to one and I really enjoy. So the bonus rooms, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the bonus rooms where where you took control of an animal and you basically blitz through the map to try and collect the animal tokens. 
Now, the music in that, that room was unique because it was a very fast-paced maramba rhythm that gave you like that sense of urgency, but at the same time, making you feel like happy and excited that you're doing this. You even get a little dance going while you played it, which is pretty awesome. But another example that I feel is drop down, just hands down, I should say, the best example of this connection to gameplay was the aquatic ambiance. And this was all for all the underworld or underwater levels. Now, for me personally, when I hear this song, I can't help but to imagine just riding on the back of that swordfish and playing some really, really, really stressful gameplay, but at the same time being calmed by that like smooth saxophone. And that's like a really si a good sign of the connection and gameplay that a soundtrack should bring. Now, awful. Excuse me. Also, let's talk about something else. If I'm being honest, when I go back and play Donkey Kong Country, gameplay is really secondary to me right now. And it's because I've played it so many times. But really what it is, is I play it now to experience the soundtrack the way it was intended. Which is why I also have to speak on the fact that it's been nearly 30 years. And I've played probably thousands and thousands of hours of video games. And this soundtrack still sticks out to my, in my mind. Which is in what... Ugh. Which is what embodies my point from earlier when I mentioned that video game music has to be remembered long after the game has been put down and laid to rest. So starting with the remix of like the OG Donkey Kong theme, the do -do -do, do -do -do -do, that remix comes on when the game starts. You, Mike smiled. He knows what I'm talking about. It's amazing. But then you also have the funky drums and the jazz-style uh, piano playing on the island swing level. And then, of course, I have to go back to that sweet, sexy, Kenny G-style saxophone playing in the aquatic ambiance level. This game just has so many catchy moments in the music that you can't help but to just remember it. Now, if you don't believe, if I haven't like completely like swayed you in my way yet just listen to it give a few seconds and i guarantee you'll be trapped in your brain just like it has been for me for decades uh i have to call out attention of course to like mega man x and super mario and link to the past those are all great video game music uh but none of them will give you that sweet tingly feeling in your ears like donkey kong country and that's why it's the best video game music and best game all right i'm done stop me okay are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you Spotified there at the end. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Jamar. Thanks for bringing up Donkey Kong, continuing my 26-year-old nightmare of my constant fucking deaths in that game. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, but you enjoyed uh, that music though. <laughs> Does that music right. give you PTSD, Wes? Yeah, I'm. I'm fucking having a nightmare flashback right now. I see Vietnam helicopters in the air. All right. Ever, anyways. <laughs> Dropping barrels full of bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Barrel blasts. Is there a giant crocodile body. flying them? Oh, and when you mean giant, not as like tall, man. That crocodile was wide. As fuck. So as you said Vietnam, I just see crocodile. all of this stuff happening that you guys are talking about, and I just hear fortunate sun just cranked to twelve. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can listen to that on Spotify, which is kind of cool. You can. It's on Spotify. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Jamar. We appreciate it. Next, we're going to go over to our BOTW, the bitch of the week. He did not get to select his topic, unfortunately, this week. And let me tell you, he was oh so excited when he was given this topic. So let's see what you've done with it, Jake. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I find it very interesting that we have kind of the very, very classic era. And then we also have the PS4 era. And I'm glad that I get to split the difference here. Uh, the game I'm going to talk about is Katamari Damacy. Um, when we're talking about video game scores, there are two things that make 
great video game scores. The first of those two things is uh, music theory of repetition. The more something that gets stuck in your head, the more time it has to grow on you. It's been proven time and time again. You can look up papers about it all over the place. This was the magic of like 8-bit video game music, right? It was very limited, but repetitive and catchy. Uh, Katamari would take this into a new generation when it landed on PS2. It was able to loop seamlessly matching the time of each level with an old school simplicity. Um, and since the game uses arcade scoring, you'll play these levels a lot and you'll end up hearing these songs a lot. So they needed something that will, you know, stick with you and not annoy you. Uh, the first time you listen to these tracks, you'll, you'll go, it's kind of a weird song, but, uh, after three or four times, it's going to be stuck in your head while you're driving to work. Um, but it actually goes a step further beyond just being stuck in your head. Uh, the composer, when he was thinking about composing the, the music for this game, believed that vocal scores had never really been done well in video games. So he set out to add one to every single track, and that's what he did. Um, and in order to do this, he actually went to Japanese musicians who had fallen out of the spotlight in Japan, allowing their unique and classic quote-unquote classic styles to kind of help create a sort of jazz and punk vocal hybrid over these repetitive beats. Now, the second most important thing when we're talking about video game scores is it needs to fit in with the story. Um, everything from the King's DJ scratch when he speaks to the sounds of all the items you pick up as you're rolling your Katamari uh, fit in with the music seamlessly. There's nothing that kind of jars you out of that. Um, we also have the main theme, which mashes classic and unique sounds that define the entire experience of Katamari in a heartbeat. Um, it's actually kind of a, a funny, jokey kind of game. And you get this right off the bat with a large orchestra behind it that would be used for such nonsensical lyrics and chorus repeating the title of the name of the game over and over. And again, nobody really knows what's going on when you have these royal trumpets playing contrasting with a drum beat tapping out of uh, the break beat um it's old and new kind of coming together and under all that grand grandness of old and new is a synth pushing the groove into a fun place which sets you up for the ludicrous imagery of what they show you on the title screen you know all the, the entire grand galaxy the king of the cosmos and his weird shimmery cape um all of that kind of stuff and it forces you to say this is weird and this is intergalactic, and, and this is Katamari. Um, we can even talk about accolades that this game got. Uh, this soundtrack and score won both IGN and GameSpot Soundtrack of the Year when it came out in 2004, up against incredibly stiff competition, I might add. Uh, the original soundtrack was also even released on vinyl. It was that popular and quickly became a collector's item and caused and the rarity of that vinyl actually caused people to put it on YouTube. And to this day, it's still one of the most listened to scores on YouTube. Um, and this trend actually continued through all seven sequels um, to the game. It was also nominated for Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition at the Interactive Achievement Awards. Um, GameStop's review of the game, they even mentioned soundtrack, and you don't really hear that all that often. Not very many game reviews get into the soundtrack or the score of it. Um, they said uh, it's based around a singular, extremely catchy tune that appeared as pop, jazz, and humming throughout. It's insidious, insidiously infectious. Um, IGN also referenced it. Um, and the soundtrack even got praise from Sony on, uh, Sony Music themselves um it's they said it was extremely pleasing to the ears and it could be a very great album with no game attached uh 
they even described it fun, catchy, quirky, which, you know, I just kind of want to repeat that into you, like music theory repetition. It's fun. It's catchy. It's quirky. Katamari Damasi's score has done what very few scores have done before or since. It mirrored fun gameplay with a fun and unique twist, brought older musicians back into the zeitgeist of the culture they're from, and was even commercially successful as a standalone product. And that's why Katamari Damasi's score is one of the best. Na 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 na. You did a great job. Okay, <laughs> na, na, perfect. Na, 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 na. That was tough, man. All three of you Wait, guys. Who is the bitch of the week this week? <laughs> I was. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you picked that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, award-winning bitch of the week. Wait, so so let <laughs> me. Never, he never even played it or heard it, so he had to build it from nothing. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. As a so, I'm not sure uh, the bitch of the week. They don't get to pick what they're repping. They just have right. to rep something that you guys randomly pick for them, purposely yeah, pick for them. What Wes and well, I, yeah, I picked for him. Yeah, they have a discussion, okay. and they said what will be a moderate challenge. You know, like we could screw what? over the bitch of the week, and they could have given me fucking like. What something is something random. Jake has never adore the Explorer game or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? exactly. Barbie stables or something. <laughs> yeah, but. No, yeah, we try and keep it at least still in a competitive aspect. We have Barbie stables. What the? F- what would the music be? Imagine? Anyways, let's switch it over to the judges. Jason, we're going to start with you. What do you got, bud? All right, cool. I, I, I'll be honest with you. All three of you guys did a fantastic job, and I, I it, it makes it really hard. Um, I, I got to go just – two just stood out a little bit higher to me, though, so I got to go with uh, Jamar, Mike, than Jake. All right, Evan, what you got? Uh, well, what, like like uh, Jason said, you guys all did really good. Uh, and this is like, especially as a as somebody who's coming into this as a guest, like it caught like it caught me off guard how like how detailed you guys just you know got with that and hit me with it. Like it that was real good. Um, but if I had to rank it, uh, I think I would go Jake, Jamar, Mike. All right. You quickly found out that being a judge is also just as stressful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and. <laughs> I thought I had the easy go ahead job, and rank but... around there. Yeah, that's uh, it's a tough job. It's it's all tough jobs here. Okay, perfect. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna switch it over to the attack round. Uh, you guys are gonna have thirty seconds on the clock to just take a hot steaming shit on someone else's chest. So first up, we have, uh, and also if you like that, then it's probably not you know, negative to you. you know, like <laughs> but anyways, we're going to start off with Jamar. Jamar, you're going to have 30 seconds on the clock. Oh. I know you can't see me, so you're going to take my word for it. Um, I will make sure not to cut you off two seconds early. <laughs> Due to lag. That and didn't this... happen last week. <laughs> <laughs> camera lag. It was camera really lag. Camera lag. Cut off. You got that, uh, that 20 FPS camera. Right there, that's all good. <laughs> this is tough, man. This is really, really tough. So. This is I don't I don't, uh, I don't know how you attack anything. <laughs> I don't really like this is a this is a tough subject. Like I knew going into this podcast, it's a tough subject. But... It's so fucking like yeah. situational. Right. Like <laughs> here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. I'm gonna start it when you start talking. All right. First, the person I gotta take the haymaker to first is Mike. You picked Spider-Man PS4, and that's great. And also, the score was pretty awesome in the sense of what they did with it, but you didn't mention any of that. But I do have to ask you one thing for it being the best video game music of all time. Name a song or a hum. Just hum anything from it. I don't think you actually remember the score. Uh, Second, Jake, 
man, this is really hard because Katamari is a really interesting game, but the the music isn't the standout, I guess. I would probably go for um I don't know. I'm just bullshitting you. I can't really attack your shit. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking say. I just threw in the towel for that round. Wow. <laughs> wow, Jamar. Jamar. All right. Okay. Uh, so we're going to switch over to uh, Jake. Jake, you ready? Uh, Yeah. I'll start it when you start talking. All right, Mike. Why would you reference such better scores like Mario before telling it what telling us what yours was? It just sets us up for disappointment. Also, there's no song that I can remember off the top of my head from that that wasn't copy and pasted from another media. Jamar, why would you bring up the water level when it's so it's nowhere near as close to the water levels of other games in that era? You had Sonic Two, you had Mario. All these other games did water levels better. Also, DK Rap is the best Donkey Kong Country song, and it wasn't even in country, so you picked the wrong game. Even Smash Bros. doesn't pick time. Games. Time. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> Mike, you're up next, buddy. All right, a second here. What shirt are you wearing today? What is that? That is my Deathclaw Island shirt. Ah, uh, I like it. Okay, are you ready? Yes, I am. Start when you were when you start talking. All right, let's start with Jamar. Do you have a fetish for Bill Clinton? I mean, all that talk about saxophones for like twenty minutes—that's ridiculous. Um, not only that, but just like Jake mentioned, you, you chose the lesser of the two iconic Nintendo properties. Mario has a much better soundtrack. Uh, even Donkey Kong 64 has a better soundtrack. And even then, the, the music doesn't change that dramatically, except for maybe the water level. So I don't remember half of that game. Jake, I'm sorry you got this. Yeah, it's award winning. But when people talk about Katamari, they rarely talk about the music in my experience. And you said it yourself. Time. Nah, I just want to know what he said himself. Uh, okay. So we're going to shoot over to Evan. Evan, go ahead and rank the first time. Uh, so to be clear, this I'm ranking their attacks on each other just now. Yeah, Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. has yeah. nothing Which to one? do with the previous round. This is just the, okay. this round. Yep, just you're judging each round in the, on an individual basis. So who shit on the other person or the two people the most? Uh, I, I'm going to give this round to Jamar. I think Jamar won. Um. Do I give a second, third what? still? Yep. Yep. What? Okay. Um, Jamar didn't even attack me. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I give Mike second, Jake third. So mine's going to go complete opposite. I thought Jake absolutely destroyed both of them this round. So I'm going Jake first, Mike second, Jamar third, just because he threw the towel in. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, wait, I'm not supposed to say why, though, huh? Yeah, it, we don't usually get into it just because we don't yeah, want to give them too much ammo basically. for... Right, right, uh, okay, sorry. okay, that's what I was thinking, okay. All right, so we're going into the defend round. It's a it's a tight race for everybody, so next two rounds really got to count. All right, and the don't come on me round, we got Jake going up first. Jake, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and I'll start it when you're ready. All right, Jamar didn't really give me much to go on, but if the music wasn't standout, it wouldn't have been mentioned in most reviews. Then th that's what happened. Mike, your experience doesn't mean shit. The music is definitely a standout point of this game. Get out of here with your fucking anecdotal evidence that doesn't mean shit in an argument. Oh, well, is, that, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's all I needed. They didn't give oh. me much to go off of, honestly. 16.63 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Just like you in the bedroom, you made that short and quick. Hey. <laughs> 
All right, we're gonna head it over head over to Mike. Mike, you're up second. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, I'll start when you start. All right, Jake, just like you just mentioned, you gave me absolutely nothing. You said, oh, I can't remember anything from that game. Shocker, the guy who probably barely played it because it's not niche enough for him uh, doesn't remember any songs from the game. And Jamar, you basically said the same thing. And then you also talked about how I didn't say much about the soundtrack, even though I described how it makes you feel and how it makes the story come to life. Also, da, 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 na, na, na. Is that, is that it? Yeah, 20, that's it. 23 seconds. Okay. This is uh this is going well. Okay. Did, just, did, did Mike just drop his headset? <laughs> All right. Jamar, you're up. Yeah, let me go. Uh, let me get some let me get some water. Uh, okay, he's gonna take a drink of again, water before he tears into that ass. Right. Okay. Again, again, defend round. I'm going to just say that again. Okay. We are in the don't come for me round. Okay. Jamar, I got 30 seconds ready for you whenever you start. All right, Mike. So because you were busy shitting in diapers when this classic came out doesn't mean it wasn't great. Your opinion about playing video games really doesn't matter because you don't play any great games. Jake, I'm sorry. Again, your opinion is awful. The best underwater theme song is not. You realize that David Wise actually got this role or not this role, but he got this job based off of just that alone. Nintendo was going to go with Koji, who themed all of the other Super Mario games. But after listening to Aquatic Underwater Ambience, they picked him. That's it. I'm out of breath. 28 seconds. You're okay. welcome. So welcome actually, to my fucking world, Jamar. All three of you just made this attack round part two. No, that's false. I defended both of their points. You defend. You, they, I defended I mean, they, their point. By how did I defend? They, de they defended like, it exactly in a very hostile way. I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. It was just a, a hostile way. Yeah, you gotta defense, bring the motherfucking yeah. fire. Yeah. All right, that's true. Okay, Mike was shitting in diapers. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I didn't play this game. Yeah, because you're a baby. God, God forbid I had a Game Boy growing up and played Super Mario or Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh, Country. you guys. You just, played it on the worst platform. So there you go. Just to get it over with, argument. Okay. God damn. Okay, Everyone Jason, knows the Game Boy you go first. All right. I, I, I already have it scored out. They, all three of you did a great job. But uh, for reasons, as Jamar says, I'm going to go Jamar, Mike, and Jake. Uh, okay, and I'm going to go Jake, Shamar, Mike on that one. Okay, <laughs> my God, this is, this is still going to be a close round, God, Jesus Christ. I'm so, I'm so tilted. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go into the last closing round. Uh, this, guys, there's no 30 seconds on the clock. Take as long as you need. Uh, tell us why your choice is the best choice. Or at least tell the judges, because I, I don't really give a shit. All right, so first up, we have Mike. All right. So this week, I didn't come up with anything prepared, just because usually when I do, it doesn't go well for me. So I'm just going to talk about how epic this music is, since that was the only thing that anyone could bring up against my points. The, this music straight felt like you're watching a Spider-Man movie. It had everything you possibly want. It felt epic while you're swinging through the city. It gave you the emotional pulls when, spoiler alert, characters die. I, I'm not going to say it. Fuck it. I'm not going to. But important characters die, and you you just fucking ball your eyes out. And this music just kind of brings that to life. Even the betrayals, the music fit them perfectly. I, 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 
I get that. Yeah, it's a current game, so it's kind of hard to for people to say, "Oh, yeah, that's that's it," because it doesn't have that nostalgia feel. It doesn't have that earned, been here for thirty years or been here for twenty years feel. But comparatively to some other games that have been talked about today, you've got the the Robin to you know Mario's Batman, and you've got a game that hell, unless you're a weeb, you probably don't even know what the soundtrack sounds like. So realistically, if you want to go by what makes something the best, are you going to go by, oh, I won some awards once? Oh, I touched your, you know, your feelings from when you were a kid? Or are you going to go by how it actually brought the story to life in the game? How it made you feel and how it made you enjoy that game while swinging through an open world? How it was able to seamlessly transition into other parts of the soundtrack when you stopped to fight random bad guys that were holding up a bank or when you got to a story part where suddenly something a lot less exciting happens and it casts the tone it down and kind of make it a little more serious best shouldn't be about nostalgia it should be about how it elevated the game simple as that if your soundtrack didn't elevate the game from a great game to nominated for game of the year then you don't deserve to win that's all i got okay thank you mike uh, did you say weeb at one point yes i did i googled it what the fuck is a weeb a weeb is apparently he is, thinks like i a, chose this topic a weeb is a uh, uh i mean that doesn't matter uh is a like anime like super anime nerd kind of Oh, I prefer the term otaku. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's 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 like a, a dirty word that people call anime nerds. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So spreading your... that hatred on the podcast. Sorry, guys, if you are fans of yeah. anime. Sorry if you for... if you want to turn this weekend. off and continue watching your tentacle. I mean, I watch anime too. I'm just saying that Katamari right. is very <laughs> weeb-like. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I googled that and got nothing. Tentacle porn, Spotify. Okay. Next up, we have Jamar. Jamar, you ready? Yeah. I actually prepared something, so I'll read it off whenever you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. All right. All right. So Donkey Kong Country is iconic. Iconic. Okay. And it's easily one of the best video games in a very, very crowded list of SNES classics. Part of that is the technically impressive visuals and the creative gameplay. But the music is never overlooked when discussing why this game is classic or iconic. I'll say iconic. Even even Wise himself stated that this game is actually what helped shape his musical style. If you like any rarer games, it was probably composed by David Wise. And he got his start with Nintendo with this game. Um, I have a funny story, actually, about this that I mentioned in my Defend Round because I was so heated. But anyways, uh, David Wise was approached by Nintendo initially just to see if he could do make up something for Donkey Kong. And he just on a whim sent out a few songs. Aquatic Ambiance was one of them. And he totally not did not expect that he would be actually being in the game because of Koji was just killing it, obviously, with the Super Mario series. Um, but his thoughts was basically this game was far too important and far too big for um, Nintendo to make a, a score by or have a score from like a freelancer. Well, they were wrong. Or he was wrong, I should say. Nintendo loved his music and brought him on for the project. Um, that probably really wasn't that funny, actually. Anyways, so a few days later, they released the soundtrack separately, which, ironically enough, was one of like the first few games to get a full release. 
um, just separately from the video game itself, which again kind of leads a little bit more to what I was saying as far as memorable and iconic for a best video game soundtrack of all time. It actually was one of those games being leading a way for us to even buy vinyls of video games, which is, you know, something to be respected. But anyways, this video game is just simply like amazing and iconic. I just can't gush about it enough. I know part of it is nostalgia, but also part of it is the reason why I wanted to do this topic so bad is because anytime I hear any video game music from any genre, any game, I always go back to Donkey Kong Country. Whether or not you guys agree, I'm going to stand with that on my hill for the rest of my life either way. But if you are kind of worried, just go listen to it and you tell me if it's not the greatest. That's all I have. I kind of freestyled at the end. All right. Well, I, you always trail off in this really soft. <laughs> I like doing manner. that. I don't know why. It's just, you know. Come well, Jamar, thanks like for Ricky putting Bobby the... and Talladega Nights when he didn't know what to do with his hands and he just got started talking quieter. <laughs> thanks for putting the vivid image of the word gush in my head. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have Jake the Snake. Jake, you ready? Hey, hang on. There's a siren going by. Just want to make sure you guys don't pick that up. Is, uh, is everyone in Arizona okay? No, nobody in Arizona is okay right now. <laughs> what All was right. it, like 3,000 new cases? Something like that. Wear a mask. Go ahead. All right. So I want to talk about a couple of particular songs from this soundtrack and score. Um, first of all being The Torment of Sirens, which is probably my favorite song on the soundtrack um, after listening to them for this. Um, much like the Sonic 2 water level, it ramps up the tension of hitting that target size. Oh, You go, oh shit, so close, I'm so close, and then you fail. And let's talk about when you fail a level in this game. There's no music at all, just the steady beat of rain pouring down as the king chastises his son, his son and therefore the player, which is a perfect representation of feeling of that feeling of failure, which not too many games actually meet. Um, and it's miles away from some of the biggest tracks in the game, such as the other track I want to talk about, which is Lonely Rolling Star. Uh, a song with a vocal chorus alongside a splash of melancholy. It's a story about two lovers um, and the disappointment they feel within each other when one lets the other down. And it perfectly mirrors the disappointment that you feel when failing a level and thus letting down um, the king and by proxy failing those you love. Uh, it matches with the overall tone of the game. We have a bright and cheery environment with the prince just casually rolling up stuff. And you don't really think about it too much when it's everyday items. Um, but as you look critically, you kind of notice the only way he can succeed by creating enough stars in the sky and big enough stars is pretty much by destroying all creation. And that's what the, level, the last level of the game is. He's rolling up everything, including giant land masses, everything he can. Um, and this contrast of cheery with doom and gloom is perfectly reflected in every catchy tune um, that you can't find yourself but humming after listening to them. Um, and that's honestly, like, those two tracks are just two examples, and I could go on about every single track on this game after listening to it. But I really feel like that mirroring of the narrative and getting that right feel of the game is why Katamari Damacy's original soundtrack and score will continue to live on as one of the greatest in history. Okay, great. Well, you guys all did a great job there. Great, great closing points. I am so glad I'm not a judge. Okay, we're going <laughs> to shoot it over to Evan. Let's have, a, have you rank first this time. 
Uh, I think that time I'm gonna go. Jamar, Mike, Jake. All right, hey, Jason. Uh, you know, I, I, I echo your sentiments. I thought they all did a fantastic job. I'm actually going a little bit different though. I think, uh, I, I like Jake, uh, then Jamar, then Mike. Okay. Well, I think I know what score this is going to be here. Yep. 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 That makes sense. <laughs> the person knows. I know that this person knows. Okay. I can see it on his face. We have an overall winner for the week. And that is Jamar with 11 points. Phenomenal work, Jamar. Uh, next up, we have Jake with eight points. You're no longer the bitch of the week. Congratulations, Jake. You're out of the hot seat, which means we do have a new BOTW bitch of the week, and that is Mike. Do you have any words, my friend? Yeah, it must be nice to get points for a five-second defend round that did absolutely nothing. Okay, thank you for the words. Jason, you want <laughs> to close the touch? This is normal, I didn't get by anything the way, to defend Evan. from either of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Come sorry. On. I defended every point against me and sang the fucking theme and lost to Jake, who said, you guys didn't give me anything, but whatever. Yeah, so, uh, I said that you used anecdotal evidence because you don't actually talk to anybody. The only people you talk to are in this fucking chat right now, and we've never talked about video game scores except for one time. So, of course, you've never heard anybody bring up the soundtrack before. Yeah, you're right. I have and, no and, friends except and, for you four idiots. And, you're and, right. ju and just for the record, I did not give <laughs> hey. Jake any points that round. So. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I, I didn't <laughs> say you, Jason. You haven't talked to me twice, so I don't even know what you're oh talking about. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, my gosh. Right. Is this going to be uh, a week thing? Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh... <laughs> all right thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the fanboy fight club podcast the first rule of our podcast is that you must talk about the fanboy fight club podcast make sure you share us with your friends make sure you put us over on social media uh we are media junkies flagship podcast but this is the only show with all five of us well at least 90 percent of the time but we do offer so much more as i said at the open you can catch michael and i on the gimmick minute wrestling podcast where i'll make sure to ridicule him for being bitch of the week you can also oh mike uh do you want to talk about your t-shirts or you'll let that go this time go or buy my shit closer? All right, cool. Tpublic.com, you can find his stuff. Anyway, uh, you can also listen to Jamar while he takes a deep dive into why we play video games on a show, Why Are You a Gamer? You got anything coming up, or are we just doing the spoil cast? Yeah, I figured I'm going to put things on hold because we're going to spoil. Yeah, spoil Last of Us Part 2. That's all I got to say. All right. All right, cool. All right, and Evan, do you have anything that you'd like to plug, sir? Uh, just follow me on Twitter, at that Evan Jordan. And I, okay. oh, I also have a, a, an Instagram now for my art, uh, Evan Pierce Art. Okay. Awesome, awesome. And also, don't sleep on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash media junkie. You can also check out Mike's YouTube channel, which is Modern Tour Fair. You can also interact with Jake on the Fanboy Fight Club social media accounts, like our Facebook page, or you can tweet at us at FBFC Podcast. Also, don't forget to follow Media Junkie on Instagram and Twitter at Media Junkie Vids. So I'm going to leave you guys with a few questions. Will Jamar learn what a saxophone sounds like? Will Michael poop his pants or shit in his diapers? Will Wes Spotify more gushing tentacle porn? And will Jake get a chance to defend? Find out all the answers to these questions and more. Same fanboy time, same fanboy channel on the next episode of the Fanboy Fight Club podcast. Goodbye, everybody.